Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another episode of Just Sports. I am your host, John Cawthon, and today I'm going to be bringing to you the CFP rankings. We're going to be talking about those, and so we'll be taking a slight detour from our usual mission of trying to bring you smaller time schools and whatnot. I really kind of want to get out some of this college football stuff uh, since we're coming to the end of the year here. really want to talk about this topic. So we're going to focus on the top four, obviously, rankings, and we'll go over what I think about those and maybe some other things that you should know about as well, too, and just talk and analyze that a little bit. So in order, uh, I'm sure you guys have already heard and are aware, we got Michigan at the top, number one. Number two, we have Washington. Number three, we've got Texas. And number four, we got Alabama. So, you know, how we got there, Michigan uh, beat Iowa. Washington had ended their series, I think it was against Oregon, Texas. And then Alabama had beat, which is a big, you know, thing. They had beat Georgia, which had previously been ranked number one. And so, you know, that was the big controversy. And I think all the big media outlets and stuff are talking about is, you know, Georgia getting knocked down from one to four, which we'll explore more here. But the big question seems to be on everybody's mind is did FSU or even Georgia even deserve to be in, uh, you know, with the one losses? Um, and a lot of people, you know, pointing at FSU in particular, because uh, they did not have a one loss, they were undefeated. You know, they had lost their quarterback and whatnot and then Georgia with the one loss, but had been ranked number one. So definitely a year in which I, I think it's probably one of the years that not easy for the committee at all. There was there was a lot of teams that had a lot of good records and whatnot and had managed to put a lot of pressure on their being four, which, you know, the downside of this to me, the bigger picture here is that this makes the overall people that decided to make this playoff bigger, which is going to be happening, I believe next year, kind of right. Kind of like we need, this is why we needed more in. And it's kind of one of these things where you can't see me right now, but I'm like rolling my eyes and going, Oh, good Lord, here we go. Watered down product, you know, but um, it is what it is. Money talks and we're going to have it. We're not going to be going back. I don't think uh, the only hope is I don't, I just hope they don't keep making it bigger and bigger because, you know, football is a is a pretty one of the tougher sports and you're asking college kids to keep going, going, going. And it's also killing, I think, a lot of uh, athletes who like to like to have done, you know, both sports in college, two sports in college and whatnot. And you can't it's like really, really hard to do that unless you're just you know, not that great of a player in one of the sports and one of the other sports, and you just can do it because the coaches allow you to kind of do it. But it's, if you're going to be any kind of star now, the days of like Deion Sanders kind of stuff is, is done. I don't think we're going to be able to see anybody pull that off anymore. So that's kind of over with. Uh, but anyway, I digress going back here. So Michigan, uh, Washington, Texas, and Alabama. So did FSU or Georgia deserve to get in? In general, I would say no. Uh, and now here's why. Okay, so before you react, I know I just said no to an undefeated team. And believe me, I'm I'm typically somebody that says, if you've won all your games, how do you not deserve to be in the playoffs, right? College football is a little different here. You have to realize, like, there's so many teams. There's so many ways in which you can be beat, not be beat. You know, not schedule good opponents, schedule good opponents, et cetera, so forth. And then you got to take one person's schedule like FSU or one team schedule like FSU and compare that 
with teams like Texas or Alabama who may play really hard schedules, you know, and it's like, how do you compare that? It's, it's almost like an apples and oranges thing. I mean, it's, you know, and then there's the way they play and how they're playing and how they're going about it. And are they dominating and all these kind of things. And you're on a committee and you got to look at every single bit of that or you don't. And then people get upset because you're not looking at it or it doesn't seem like you're looking at it. And when I was doing my breakdown of this, I have to, I had to sit here and I had to look and I was like, you know, I, I actually feel like they did a pretty good job when you, when you look at it all. So for example, strength of schedule was ranked number 55 for Florida state. Okay. And for Georgia, they were ranked 45 in strength of schedule. Uh, in comparison to that, you take a team like Texas, Texas was ranked number two in strength of schedule. Okay. Now that's the number three ranked team and they had the number two ranked strength of schedule. All right. Alabama had the number six strength of schedule ultimately ended up getting ranked number four. Washington had the number eight strength of schedule, which kind of surprised me because I hadn't, you know, I'm more Midwest here. So keeping up with Washington was kind of hard. Uh, I, I was kind of surprised to see that they had that hard of a schedule. I'd always seen, you know, the Pac-12 to me had always been kind of playing weak schedules, but that's not the case. So Washington, again, had the number eight ranked schedule, ended up being ranked number two in the CFP rankings. And then Michigan, now a little bit outlier here, Michigan was number 51 in strength of schedule. And we'll revisit that here in a little bit because that raises up some other issues I'm sure you're thinking about. But let's get through the rest of this here. I want to talk about uh, Texas and Washington for a second. Texas and Washington, which we talked about, had uh, respectively the uh, number two ranked strength of schedule and um, the number eight ranked schedule. I have no qualms at all about them being in the playoffs or or the rankings per se. Uh, I would say that both Texas and Washington actually have a case for being ranked number one and number two, respectively. Um, but we'll also touch on that here in a little bit as well. But I have no, I have no problem with Texas and Washington being in. They, they, they have everything. I think it'd be extremely hard for anybody to argue to me that neither one of those teams deserve in, deserve to be in. Um, Going back to FSU for a second, they had the worst strength of schedule of the teams. And with the loss of their quarterback, they became noticeably different in dominating against teams. And at, at one point in the last game, they almost looked like they were going to lose that game. Um, now, granted, they were down to their third string quarterback at that point. I believe their second string guys uh, would be scheduled to come back and play in their bowl game. But nonetheless, they, they still look like a team that, could be beat by stronger opponents for sure. But that, you know, that's something that shouldn't necessarily be taken into consideration. It should be kind of what your record is leading up to the point that you got to rank these teams, but it is something to note, like again, in our past games, um, in contrast to that, we're talking about an undefeated Florida state team. So in contrast to that, I do want to bring up Missouri for a second, you know, a smaller kind of team and a team that I believe, you know, it's kind of one of the points of my show is take a team like Missouri, a university of Missouri, who I feel like doesn't get a whole lot of clout, doesn't get a whole lot of notoriety. Uh, you look at their team and yes, I know they're a two lost team, but here's the kicker. Their strength of schedule was ranked 30th. That's like 20 points better like 25 points better than Florida State's, and that's 15 points better, or 15 ranks better than Georgia. And they lost to Georgia. That was one of their losses. 
and they stayed fairly competitive in that game. I think it was like 30 to 31 or something to 32 or something to 20 or something like that, 30 to 21 or something like that. So not too bad. Uh, and then their other loss was to LSU, who was still pretty pretty good at that time. Uh, and LSU still ended up only being a, a 9-3 team. So, I mean, it's not like they lost to a horrible team either. They lost to two of the stronger teams. Uh, and, again, LSU at one point. And Georgia is the number one ranked team for how long? You know? So I, I look at Missouri and I'm like, you could actually make a case that a two-loss Missouri deserves to be a little higher ranked or even – Potentially, maybe not in the top four, but you could almost argue them being five or six. Um, and then according to the committee, Missouri deserved a higher ranking, losing to LSU and losing to Georgia, who ranked number one. Uh, and, you know, it's like, I don't know. I feel like there's some mixed things there when we talk about Missouri, FSU, and Georgia, you know. Um, now, as, as for Georgia... Okay, I'll go back to Georgia for a second since we're kind of pointing them out with here with Missouri. I This is the thing that bothers me the most. I don't know why the committee just shot Georgia up to number one. It, it's almost like they weren't thinking about what could happen down the road here, which is kind of messed up for me because, like, you put Georgia at number one and you don't – it's like, what are you doing? Are you not looking at their schedule? Are you not – seeing what they've done to this point you're not looking at their stats or you're not looking at you know their strength of schedule what what are you doing putting them at number one and then they're going to have to play alabama who you seemingly are knocking for whatever reason and then they did play alabama got beat and you're kind of they almost forced they've kind of forced themselves into this little spot of like well now we have to leave them both in and take a lot of flack and drop somebody out like texas or whoever you know and ultimately they did what they did, which is knock Georgia out. So that's, I kind of blame the committee for even putting them up that high. It, it seemed to me like they should have never had Georgia up that high. Even when they were undefeated, should have never had them up that high because their schedule, their strength schedule was just not that good. And I don't care that they were past champ. That should not play into it going into the next season. You are what you are this year. You're not what you were the last year. Even if you had a lot of same people come back, each year's different. Each schedule's different. Each, you know, there's players that move on, and, and especially with the transfer portal the way it is now, uh, it's you know, it makes it even harder to have the same kind of team from year to year. And I don't know why you would say, oh, they won last year. Let's just you know keep them up or or think we're going to keep them up. No, everybody has a clean slate. Now I get I get the pre ranking for you, and I played any game that's fine you have to have something to go on but once the game start and teams play teams it's like you know if Georgia's playing a cupcake team well you know maybe you should look at who did play a, a tougher team in week one and I know I know everybody's like oh nobody plays anybody those first weeks or two well that may be true but then your your ranking should be a lot more fluid you know than just keeping some of these big boy names up there and that's something that uh, you know, I hope going forward the committee will look at uh, when we start having to rank 12 teams. You know, we need to be more fluid in our rankings, I think, um, until teams start playing teams that are really good, top of the line, ranked also, and all that kind of stuff. So um, it just seemed to me like the committee was kind of in awe of Georgia and, and just kind of awestruck there for a while. And then, of course, when 
what happened with Alabama took place, they they were taken aback and sort of had a back pedal a little bit now. But, you know, that's my opinion. I know there's probably a lot of SEC Georgia fans out there that are going to kind of hate that take. Um, but there's a point here to be made, I think, that the committee's doing between FSU and Georgia, and I'll get to that toward the end. As for Michigan, this is kind of the thing that's one of the most interesting things out of all this for me. I know they're undefeated. All you Michigan fans, you're going to get on to me about this, but I know they're undefeated, but I do not believe they should be number one. I don't. I don't. I don't want to hear it because I think Washington or Texas should be number one. They had Michigan had strength of schedule of ranked 51. That's worse than Florida State. That's war. I'm sorry. That's worse than Georgia. And it's pretty damn close to what Florida State was, which was 55. So I'm like, what? You, you, you're going to rank Michigan number one with that strength of schedule? And I know you're going to tell me the wins and who they beat, and that's fine. But the rest of your schedule is bunk. You know, you're, you're, if you're okay with Georgia being out, then you should be okay with you being lower. You weren't that much higher in ranking. I mean, you were lower than Georgia in strength of schedule ranking. So don't, you know, you Michigan fans who have number one Michigan right now, you need to be thankful <laughs> this holiday season because you probably shouldn't be number one despite your record being undefeated. Um, I think Washington or Texas should be number one. I mean, you know, there's, again, Texas strength of schedule was ranked second in the country, and they finished with one loss, guys. I mean, that's – that's pretty amazing, you know, and then Washington had number eight strength to schedule and, and, you know, finished undefeated. So um, there, there's that. Um, now, what I'll say is, having said that, uh, Georgia, in my opinion, should occupy the number five spot in the rankings. Even though Florida State's undefeated, I don't think they should have the fifth spot. If you're going to rank a team, now granted, I wouldn't have had Georgia, like I said, I wouldn't have had Georgia up that high anyway. But if you're going to take a team and put them at number one, and then they're going to lose, and you're going to like just beat them all the hell down, as all the way down to number six, are you kidding me? Like, I don't really get that, especially when, again, Florida State had the number 55 ranked strength of schedule, and Georgia had 10 ranks better than that at a 45. And Georgia only lost once to a team that lost once and you put at number four. So what are we saying here? Committee say, I don't like that at all. That's why they should have never had Georgia ranked number one, the way they did. So if they did got knocked down, say they were at three or four and they didn't get knocked down. Now you can put them at six. It makes a lot more sense, but now you, you did what you did. And I don't get the whole FSU five with a 55 ranked strength of schedule and Georgia one loss and play tougher competition with a 45 ranked strength. What are we doing? It makes no sense. That's, that's kind of where I have the issue with the committee. Not, not necessarily one through four, more of that five, six, seven, eight, the, the back end of that uh, doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, so Without further ado, um, I'm going to give you what my rankings would have been at the final of all this. Uh, this is going to be a shorter podcast this time around just because we're talking. I just want to specifically talk about college football today. So my rankings would have been, number one, I would have put Texas. Strength of schedule, 
second best in the country, only one loss, proved it, looked a really good team in the end here. Uh, I think they should have been number one. I would have stayed with Washington at two, undefeated, played a uh, number eight ranked toughest schedule in the country, uh, really proved it, you know, did well. Uh, you know, I don't want to hear the Pac-12 conference, blah, blah, blah. I mean, they, again, number eight ranked strength to schedule means more than just playing some of the ranked guys they did. Then I would have put Michigan. Uh, I obviously think they're still in there, but with their 51st strength to schedule, um, the only thing that keeps them even at three for me is the fact that they did go undefeated in that. They did look really good. They did have two games without their head coach. So I can, I can feel fine putting them at three and then, and there's another reason for this. And then number four, I'd have Alabama. And, uh, that's, you know, because the committee ranked Georgia number one, Alabama beat them. Um, Alabama's only one loss. They played, uh, they had the, excuse me, they had the, uh, Number six, toughest schedule in the country. They were even having quarterback issues all year and found ways to do this. So, you know, they got it done there. And the way I have this set up, what that does is it lets the two undefeated teams play against one another. And then you can really find out who the best is. You know, you have, you've got Washington and Michigan playing each other. And, and you could argue, if you want to, you could argue that maybe Washington won. Michigan at four, Michigan at one, Washington at four, whichever, whatever, you know, uh, you could do it that way too. But um, this way they play each other and then one of them's coming out with a loss, the other's going undefeated. And it'd be really hard to argue that that team's not the best in the country because now you've got the, uh, you know, you got Washington with the number eight ranked schedule and, um, excuse me, and then Michigan, who doesn't have that good of a uh, strength of schedule in 51, playing against each other. So it's kind of like, you know, is Washington really that good, right, with a number eight ranked strength of schedule? And did Michigan kind of skimp by with a not-so-ranked schedule, and now they got to play an undefeated team? That's how I would have done it. And then Texas and Alabama, they each have one loss, um, you know, Texas, like I said, number two strength schedule. I think you give them the number one spot. And again, it's kind of one of those things where uh, that should theoretically be Texas crushing Alabama. But as we know, Alabama is got a really good coach who can prepare really well over time. And uh, it gives Alabama a shot to kind of pull a big upset over Texas um, and kind of prove to everybody that they were better than what a lot of people thought they were, you know, um, that's how I would have it done. Um, but again, let me know. Feel free to see what you say. But, you know, you can break this down, slice it and dice it in so many different ways, which is why this is always so much of a hot button issue every time. And But I think it's good. You know, I think we always get into these kind of things. And it's going to be exciting and interesting to see what comes down the pipes with uh, the CFP expanding and going from there. Uh, anyway, I hope you guys like the content today and hope you uh, – Took it all in really well, and I thank you for listening to Just Sports with me, your host, John Cawthon. Don't forget, you can find the Just Sports podcast on redcircle.com, Apple, Spotify, Google, and Amazon Music. Please share the podcast with those as you know, and let me know what you think. You can share your thoughts with me on my Just Sports with John Facebook page. Just go to w.facebook.com, group, backslash groups, backslash Just Sports with John. And as always, Just Sports, y'all. Thanks for listening.